Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode 27. This is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, and I'm hoping you're having a freaky day because who's joined? The Bone King. And we're changing it up today, right, Bone King? Oh, yes. We have a very interesting show, uh, partly because this is kind of a take two. We we actually recorded this a long time ago, but... Um, yeah, three days ago. A long time ago... <laughs> And it kind of got dissipated into the wild. So we're taking another stab at it. And we're also mixing up the formula, changing the paradigm. Paradigm shift? Yeah, I I was about to say, did you play 13? (laughs) Because that's what we're doing here. I'm switching to Ravager, baby. All right, listen, Lightning. Oh, yeah, well, Lightning was the best thing to come out of that game. That and I say Fang. I like Fang. I never played 13. Okay. I stopped at 10. There are, there are good visual elements. <laughs> I heard the I'll game's say. a fucking hallway. <laughs> it's, it, it, that it definitely is. That it freaking definitely is. Um, so, uh, you want to start out with movies, man? Uh, yeah. So, the last time we did this, I ripped into Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Because I was fresh off seeing that piece of shit. Well, you have a reason for being so negative on it because of the specific showing and what happened. Do you want to illuminate the audience? <laughs> illuminate. Illuminate them. Illuminate uh, you. Nobody fucking talks like that, George. <laughs> I need you to illuminate so the listen, listener. Listen, um, <laughs> if you were there with me, you'd understand. Uh, <laughs> he starts out the story by going, it was a you-had-to-be-there moment. <laughs> so... I'm at this movie theater down at Merrick Park, which I didn't even know they had a movie theater called Landmark Theaters. Merrick Park's in Miami, not Broward. Okay. Interesting. Uh, So we're there. It's me and my dad. My dad ordered a drink I never even heard existed, which is, Adrian, get me a double of Grey Goose with a splash of tonic and a lime. And I'm like, so you just want a double shot of Grey Goose? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. A splash of tonic. Dad, a splash of... All right, man, whatever. You're buying the movie tickets. I'm not going to argue with you. So I went, got him his drink. By the end of the second act, he was lit. Um, Oh, my God. And he's like, why don't they put Thor and Hulk in here? Disney owns them, too. Just put it in this movie. It'd be better. I'm like, yeah, I guess. That sounds like me and Nintendo. Like, (laughs) why don't they put all the Nintendo characters in Mario Kart? Just stick them all in there. Put them in the party. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's kylo right and i'm like yeah he killed his dad don't do that <laughs> I'm like, All right. well i'm glad he gave you a good warning um yeah so by the end that. of the like in the middle of the third act no. where spoiler warning all right for for star wars yeah spoiler warning for star wars episode nine. Oh, that's a heart okay all right i'm sure some people have seen it so you know that scene where the emperor is like you will strike me down and you will then take the throne type of huh. shit which we've heard before in return of the jedi right um which this fucking movie is just a repeat uh-huh. uh they fucking the movie stops it freeze frames on fucking Ray uh-huh. because somebody pulled an alarm, the fire alarm, <laughs> and then easy listening music started playing and then the lights started coming on and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then we had to wait an additional 30 minutes. Oh my God. And the movie still wasn't being played. It was being played, but no audio. 
So uh, it was just like a weird AMV <laughs> of like easy listening music while Kylo's like killing his old Knights of Ren. That's the music he uses to focus, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, like it was like some weird girl from Ipanema while he's stabbing them with a with a lightsaber. I am so what? Yeah. What is that? Uh, the girl from Ipanema? No, what what is that? I've never heard of that. Are you serious right now? No. You made a you dropped a reference. And I don't know what it means. It, the girl from Ipanema is a famous song that plays in usually every elevator ever. I, it's elevator wait, music. Uh, it I sounds familiar dun, now. Dun, 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 Riveting. Yes. <laughs> wow, he stabbed. Anyway, but overall, that the, sounded the like movie, careless whisper. Actually, <laughs> a little bit. I don't know why I went careless whispers. <laughs> how weird how I caught that though. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's kind of like careless whispers. Careless Whispers is my uh, my special song. When it's I get my stage freaky. song. Oh, foreshadow. Yeah, and that's what we call a radio tease. But yeah, f- overall, I really didn't like it. And I absolutely agree with your review, which I forgot what episode it was, yeah. where you and Vinny broke down episode nine. And oh, really, the yeah. Disney trilogy. That was the thing. I went for, for even further back. I was like, this was the movie that made me realize I don't think I was ever super invested in this series. But that's just me personally. I know a lot of people like the series, so I'm not going to sit here and make the like yeah, you, all these claims you, and you stuff. You out there, I understand where you're coming from. You're a fan. You grew up on it. Exactly. If you like it, great. If you don't, join the yeah, club. I'm not trying to <laughs> shit on your parade. Like, well, Bone King... You're very tame on this one. What? Oh, yeah. No. The thing is, like, four episodes ago, if you wanted to see me, like... Tear it into shreds. That's the thing, though. We also kind of had, like, a decline in in listenership during that period. We did? I think it's because I kind of went too hard. And I'm just trying to, like, become a better person. Wait, wait, wait. We had listeners? I know. Isn't that ridiculous <laughs> in the first place? I, well, all I know is the chart went down on the episode about Star Wars. Ooh. On the third episode about Star Wars and Pokemon, because we had like two or three episodes in a row, which was nothing but Star Wars and Pokemon. Just because that's all that was going on. We had nothing else to really talk about. So whatever. We're, we're in the new era. What was the new movie you saw that you did like? I walked out of it about, I want to say, three hours ago. Because it took, oh, took Star me an Wars? hour. No, it took me an hour to get here. I saw 1917. Oh, okay. Really amazing movie. Now, mm. if you want anxiety, watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like a two-hour, 20-minute ride of anxiety from World War One. Uh, the actors, a bunch of them are no name. Uh-huh. There's literally only two famous actors, and they're on screen for less than two minutes. Hmm. Each. Oh my god! And separately, one is Benedict Cumberbatch, at, and the other is Colin Firth. If you saw the trailers, you know they were in the movie already. Mm-hmm. But don't expect too much from them. Um, don't expect too much from them. No, because they were in there for barely anything. Overall, I'd rate the movie a solid eight and a half, leading into nine. This mm. is my second watch, actually, <laughs> out oh. of a hundred. <laughs> Out of 10. <laughs> and this is my second watch of this movie. I really liked it. Uh-huh. It is hard to watch sometimes because they really went all in on like the gore of war. Yeah, war. Not rhyme, but yeah, no, war <laughs> is. is I, I did that for War that is reason. horrible. 
Yeah, war so, is hell. Not only that, you do get like cringy moments, like, ooh, well, why'd you touch the internal organs of that corpse there? But bud? that's that's the thing. If you were in, in in a war war zone, that's the kind of thing you would encounter. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the trailer for Jarheads Two? Not Jarhead Two. No, I saw Jarhead One. I didn't know there was a two. Okay, now just. The fact that there is a Jarheads 2 should already speak volumes here. I don't know why you're pluralizing it. Isn't it Jarhead? Not Jarheads? I don't know if they changed it to Jarheads or was it? I don't know. But it might be just Jarhead 2. Okay. Where instead of like, because the whole point of the first movie was like, yeah, war is horrible. Even if you're just sitting here doing nothing, people just kind of slowly go cabin fever or something like that. Like, it's obviously there's better ways of describing it. However, the second one. Stir crazy. Exactly, yeah. But but the second one takes that and throws it out the window, and it's like, being in, in wars is awesome! Love being in the military. Semper Fi, dog. And they're, like, fist bumping, and it's like a bizarre jock comedy, like, in the Fast and the Furious wow, lane. That... So it's like, what a tonal shift. <laughs> the, wow. So, like, I'm kind of happy to hear that that movie that you're talking about, like, accurately displays the grittiness of it. Because it's not yeah. trivialized. It's not a fun and cool thing. No. You know? Actually, I recommend any uh, cinema fan, any fan of, like, weird things or, like, weird camera tricks in movies. Because <laughs> this film, every scene, it doesn't have multiple cuts. There is It's all one shot. A one take. Sorry. Yes, but there are cuts. Like that's you could still spot impressive. Them. There's like you a- could spot it, but it's long tracking shots where they're doing dialogue, they're doing exposition. Yeah. Very little. The 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 surrounding is just telling you everything you need to know. Hmm. But you're going in these trenches, and then you're getting out of the trenches. You're going into these bombed out craters and walking around where barbed wire and horse corpses are everywhere. Horse and corpses. Actual, oh my god! And human corpses everywhere, and it's like these beautiful long shots and i really want to know what fucking rig they used because at one point they were in the mud they were doing like a close-up of the feet of the soldiers it's just two guys you're following two guys the trench feet and all and then you're you're seeing these muddy shoes and then they go down into a crater and then you go above the fucking water and then it becomes kind of like a side scroller because the soldiers you're following are like going there's very few cuts and it's just one like yeah, beautiful and, and the tracking. Cuts, that's great the cuts you're looking for uh-huh. you would have to look for them if you didn't look for them you wouldn't notice them nice so the cinematography was is the main draw point for this, this film. needs to win the 2021 it did, it did win something didn't it i mean not yet it technically came out in january oh god why do i remember this oh no it won something for the golden globes it won something i remember it got nominated at the oscars then i don't it might have whoever the fuck is this cinematographer fucking give him all the awards Uh uh-huh this dude this dude or dudette fucking brought it okay that a game dude fucking beautiful like that is a type of movie and I have a degree in film. That is a type of movie. Every teacher of cinematography is going to fucking take that and be like, this is homework. Try to guess how they did this. Cause I can't fucking guess how they did it. I mean, obviously and I'm a, a lot of attention to detail and hard work is how they did it. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of fucking trial and error because uh-huh. these are no name actors. How are you f- how are you not going to fuck up occasionally on these lines? Right. No, you know that what I mean? Sense. And these yeah. are like heavy lines. 
that's the whole thing about you know doing things in very few shots is that, you know when you're able to cut you're able to control the environment a bit better and in that regard like it's difficult and yeah and these are you know. outdoor shots George, you shot shit. You know how difficult it is to light Listen, outside. I never said I was good at shooting shit, but yes, yes. Yeah, but you is know how difficult. difficult it is to light to properly count yes. the fucking uh, light. There's so many outside. things that could go wrong on the set of a film. Yeah, I just can't even imagine how they even got it working for like more than five seconds. Not I have only no that, idea. like ninety percent of this is outside. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm just, I'm just fucking saying, it's beautiful. I love the film. And I mean the dialogue, the characters. Because eh. so far, the big stuff you're really harping on is the cinematography. So that's like right. The but the characters are there's great acting. Oh, and you do get some, you know, proper depth to the characters. They're three dimensional. Uh huh. But there isn't any development. They're the same from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. It's a very linear film. There isn't a subplot. There isn't anything else going on. It's just these two guys. They have to get over here. If not, a bunch of their soldiers are going to die. Okay. That's and, it. And we'll, uh, that is it. That's, that's your movie. That's pretty. I like anything with a simple premise. So that actually sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, and what was the name of that movie? 1917. 1979. Okay. <laughs> is that Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Billy yeah. Corgan. <laughs> Listen to Did you guys. know he runs the National Wrestling Alliance and he's a huge wrestling fan? I did not actually. Yeah, he actually. I've heard a lot of other weird things about Billy Corgan, though. Billy Corgan's like a huge wrestling fan. At one point, he was going to buy another wrestling company, but then he pulled out (laughs) because they were trying to, like, fuck him over on the money. Ah, I see. Uh,. I'm trying to think of a pun in time, but all I can think of is zero. <laughs> okay. He wanted to make sure his child count was zero, so he pulled out in time. Is I, that good? Did I do good? Yeah. I okay. Get, all, right. all right. All right. Um, that was a reach. I, yeah, a reach. Around. Uh, uh, all right. So, what's your movie? My movie is uh, a very dear movie to me. Actually, it's called The Birdcage. For a second there, I thought it was going to be Deer Hunter because you said deer to me. Oh, my God. And I was like, ooh. Listen, if you're ever talking to me, just know that if I ever say Deer Hunter, I'm going to be talking about the band. Okay. Like, I've I've never seen the film. And even if I do see the film. You should. Okay. But the band. (laughs) But the band is so good, though. So, All right. But this movie, Deer to You. Okay. The Birdcage. The Birdcage with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. We we went into such a huge thing, like recounting all the different lines. And it's just, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I feel like you have to experience the lines as he delivers them. Mm -hmm. And and just the the personifications of these characters that that Robin Williams and Nathan Lane and and um, Agador Spartacus, Hank Azaria, Azaria. yeah, they do such an incredible job making these characters feel very relatable, very heartfelt, very uh, deep, uh, very very I don't know realistic. Like I don't mean to make it sound like oh these are perfect characters. They are like flawed. They have their own things going on. But it's just the way that they're portrayed. You feel like you know someone like that. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's usually a good sign, like a sign of good writing. And I will say the villain, quote unquote, the villain of the film, like they're written very cartoonishly. It's obviously like kind of a, a joke. Like they're a parody of very conservative families because the set. In the you know what's funny is that that drag. movie holds up because we're 100%. still dealing with that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was watching this and I was like, this is really progressive considering the kind of like the all the scandal and drama of today's world. Like this is a movie that tells a story about two, uh, a same-sex couple that raised a child, and their child is introducing their significant other to them, right? And they their have significant to other's family to them, because right. the significant other is okay with it. They want to be able to, to to bring the family together, which honestly, the son is a giant asshole, and that's like one of the the one downsides of this film. And I guess he needs to be in order for there to be conflict in the film, right? Because he constantly tells his dads to be like, "Hey, look, I need you to tone down the gay, okay? My girlfriend's coming over, and her parents hate gay people." And they they work on it with him because it's not because they, they're happy to throw away, you know, their culture and who they are. In fact, there's a huge part where Robin Williams is like, look, I never had to hide who I was from anybody and I'm not going to do it for anybody now. But he loves his son. And it's it's such a true story of, you know. What you do for family. Yeah, what you do for your kids. And in the end, it ends up being because obviously, well, not obviously, they they actually live above a a drag bar um, and they do all sorts of shows. In South Beach, which is our hometown. Yes, which makes it feel so much more local. You know what I mean? So like hijinks ensue for for reasons that make sense later. They need a a mom to show up and just you'll have to see it. I'm not going to go anymore. Yeah, if you haven't seen The Birdcage from 1996, you really should know. So if there was anything I could reference, because I'm obviously being a little bit vague, Nathan Lane's reactions and, and like his 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 screams, essentially. And I don't want to sound like, oh, my God, I love his screams. But the way he overreacts to things is fucking hysterical. And when when Robin Williams plays off of that, it's genius. He's able to do it so freaking well. And it's, it, it just rolls because... They don't stop. They're uh-huh. both very, very charismatic comedians, and they know where to go with that. One hundred percent on their part. There's, there's so many good one-liners in this fucking movie. Like, like, how real, about them dolphins? Real men smear. Smear. Oh, I cut the toes. I smeared the toes. There's. It's fantastic. I don't know if I can keep claiming, like, like praising this movie enough. I want you to walk like John Wayne. He does a weird walk. It's like, how was that? Was that good? It was actually really good. I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. <laughs> uh, Madonna, Madonna. Madonna. Martha Ann. Martha, Martha Ann. Ann. But keep it all inside. But keep it all inside. <laughs> Albert's so maternal. He's practically abreast. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying that's a fantastic Almond, one. he's chewing gum again. <laughs> it helps me focus. It helps me think. But I can't um, figure out what to say. Try more gum. gum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to sit here quoting it for like 20 minutes unless we move on. Please watch it. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. If it's not, you could easily find Nobody it. Nobody talks about this movie. Hulu, it is a riot. Amazon. It's it's definitely a must watch. If you ever if if you ever if there was a list of top ten films of all time, that is that is on there for me. Actually, I wanted so, to ask you because yes. of our failed first take, I've been wanting to throw this idea at you. <laughs> yes. Should we do a show where we do like our top five movies of all time and our top oh, yeah. five games of all time? 
Because I think Birdcage would be there in top five. It's tough with all times because, like, that's such a huge spawning, like, spanning time, I mean. That so then a top ten. It changes, you know what I mean? Would be a top ten be better? But a then there's so 10. much to talk about. Yes. No, I think top five for that month. So that way I have a wiggle room if things get better in the future. Come on, man. Taste change. Things get better. I didn't like avocado six years ago, and now I do. What? Yeah. Uh, uh. So, like, you know what? We evolve. We Avocados grow up. with tuna <laughs> is really good, actually. We grow up as human with beings. With some sea salt? That's awesome. Funnily enough, I, if you asked me, like, six or seven years ago, I don't know why I'm saying six or seven a lot, but if you asked me a while ago when I was younger if I liked Resident Evil 5, I'd say it's horrible. I would never play it. It's a horrible piece of shit. Now, it's got a horrible story, but I fucking love playing it, so I don't, you know? You why grow. do you love playing it? The gameplay in 5 is, is, is fun. And... You know what? This is. I want to talk about that. I think we're actually done with movies, so this is actually a really good segue. I, that was my last film, so this is a really good segue because we had a discussion previously about um, a certain developer named Shinji Mikami. Huh. Uh, yeah. So I started thinking about it when we were talking about it because you made the very interesting claim um, that I dislike Shinji Mikami, and I started thinking like you may be actually kind of semi right. I don't hate him. I just hate the fact that he has, like, um, director ADD. He has this whole thing where he's like, I want to do I one thing. I think he's the Woody Allen of video game developers. Explain, because I actually don't know what, like, what, what Woody Allen did himself. for this. He hates himself. What? You think <laughs> he, that's what's spawning it? He's like, oh, God, all right, I got to do something else to get this taste out of my mouth. Yeah, like, the thing with Woody Allen, Woody Allen does these, like, really niche comedy movies. They're... They're very different than each other, but they all have, like, these very... They have, like, their archetypes where it's very dialogue-heavy film. Uh It's shot well. It's... There's comedy there, and sometimes it leans more into dark comedy. Like, the fact that one of the most famous scenes of Woody Allen... Hmm. Was in Annie Hall or was it Manhattan? Whatever. He's yeah. a, he's offered a shitload of coke. He's offered to do a line of coke. And this was back in 78, 76. Okay. And instead of taking the bump of coke with his notes, he sneezes and it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a famous thing. But it's that type of humor that Woody Allen is known for. But none of his movies feature the same actors or feature like the same themes or anything. The same themes. Yeah. Whereas Shinji will straight up do a classical survival horror that he makes of the genre and then changes it completely for Dino Crisis. Well, yeah, but that's my And whole then point. he'll change it again yes. for four. For yes. Resi Four, where it's like where where was the guy who did Resi 1? Right. See, because Resi 1, he's like, I'm going to do my, my gothic horror. And then Resi 2 comes out and they're like, all right, do it again. He's like, yeah, but this time I don't want to do that shit. I want to do like a, a fast-paced kind of action-y, more, you know, crisis stuff in the city. Uh, okay, that's pretty cool. Shinji, um, we kind of wanted to go back. People like the first one, but hey, people really like this one, so we'll follow whatever you say. Now, the next one, I want dinosaurs. Okay, dinosaurs. We'll put it in there. And then it just kept escalating and escalating. And like, then it, I circle back to my initial point really quick because I think the reason and the who you should blame for not liking Resident Evil 4 is not Resident Evil 4 for being a bad game. It's Shinji Mikami for making that decision to change the whole formula of the game. Listen, I don't want to get it twisted. 
<laughs> I've been saying it from the very beginning. Resi 4 uh-huh. is not a bad game. Okay. It's a very good game. It's revolutionary. It's uh-huh. a fucking fun, great game. It's not a good Resident Evil game. Right. Mostly because there isn't a residence. It, well, there are residents. Yes, there are. The Pueblo, yeah. the fucking villagers. But, sure. But it's it's Shinji you've got to look at here. Right, who right. made that jump there. But, but then, can you be mad at him because the changes he makes are sometimes really good? Yeah, two, yeah. four, fuck. Yeah, but listen. Listen, two wasn't him. Well, it was Kamiya back- too. Yeah, no, it was Kamiya all the way. Remember, if you look at... I want to give a shout out to Avalanche Reviews. Okay. And he did that very excellent Resident Evil retrospective. The Resident Evil retrospective. Fucking message me back, bro. I want you on the show. <laughs> Call him out. <laughs> Jesus. I fucking will. So he did a great retrospective. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a couple other retrospectives that all kind of line up the story. The Resident Evil 1.5. Right. That was Shinji. Uh-huh. He hated it. He was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. Fucking fucking game. And then he wanted to end it. And Camille was like, are you fucking stupid? We have a franchise here. Let's keep it going. He's like, all right, well, you do this fucking game then. I'm just going to hang back as producer and I'll I'll tell you what to do. Oh, so forget anything about wanting to make it action-y. He wasn't even for that decision. He wanted to go straight from the gothic horror to the dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So Shinji really made one. He made Diner Crisis and he made four. <laughs> and then do and not then, credit him with anything else. And then Evil Within. Yes, Evil Within, which I liked, but Evil Within Two is way better. Which Why? Because he, <laughs> he wasn't involved with <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. But that's See, the thing he, with Evil Within. He couldn't do all of his ideas in multiple games anymore, so he just stuffed them all into one. Well, Bethesda was like, "Hey, listen, Shinji. Uh, yeah, what's up, Bethesda?" Okay, we want you to... Hey, what's up? We want want you to do a game. We want you to do your fucking wacky game. All right. But we want it both on the PS3, the 360, the Xbox One, and the PS4. Can you do that? Uh, And you got a year. Uh, Uh, And do it now, and we'll give you a shitload of money. Uh, But I want that money, though. All right, let's do it. Fuck it. I'll I'll come up with some bullshit story. And he did. Yeah, I'm sorry to. to, And then two, two, he's like, all right, I'm just going to hang back as producer while I count this money. And those people were like, all right, I don't think we'll. We got enough marketing for the, fuck the marketing. I'm just I, making. I'm the money. sorry if you out there like Evil Within, but like, I fucking like it, Evil the, Within. The story you have someone like I'm sorry at a base level, it is so hectic and 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 convoluted of like the way it's told. The structure of it is a fucking mess. It's like one of my it. Japanese anime. I can't stand watching that game, and it's so finicky and janky and somewhere. Oh my god! You know what? We're moving on. I didn't play Evil Within. I didn't even play Resident Evil Five, but. I wanted to talk about that because that was a very interesting point you brought up previously. And it's I think that's a really big part of how the series is viewed at this oh, point. Oh, I just had an idea. What's up? Oh, uh, I didn't know you were going to call me out like this. But for a theme, uh-huh. we should pick like a developer or a director instead okay. of just a movie and like break down their history and what they've done. Oh, that'd be fun. I think that'd be easier uh, than a fucking Friday the 13th theme. Right, but at the same time... So many movies. What are we going to do? Because we're both going to pick Capcom. No. Okay. (laughs) 
was just like, I wasn't both, gonna pick Capcom. Know, okay, well then neither of us can pick Capcom. What? Why? Neither of us pick Capcom. Wait, what? Because we both I know a lot. I about said it. a game developer, like a Shinji, a Hideo. Oh, not like a publisher. What, I'm sorry. No, not publisher. Developer, not publisher. My yeah, apologies. just the oh, the, the okay, dude yeah. or dudette that fucking did it. Oh fuck yeah! I already know. I'm already top of the line. I know which one I want to do already. Yeah, I want to do Todd Howard. I want to do Yoko Taro. Who? That's exactly why you need to know his name. He is a fucking legend. He's a Who? great <sighs> near. Oh, uh, Drakengard. All right. He's real good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's real good. I Isn't swear. that Square? Uh, well, you said developer, right? Yeah, Not yeah, Because yeah. that's the publisher. But all those games are from Square, right? Because I did like a no Square for a long time. Oh, I don't know if Drakengard was Square. All right, I'll look that up. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll look that up for when we eventually do it. But so, so, a game I actually played, my friend. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I always play Outbreak. I actually found a mod for Outbreak, if you can believe it There's or not. There's mods There's for Outbreak? fucking mods. And it's not anything game-breaking. I'm not going to go online and fuck with people. That's not what I do. It is a character reskin. It's called the Ultimate Cameo Mod, where the someone, some genius saint out there re-edited some of the NPC models to look like RE Classic characters. No shit. So there's Chris, Barry, Jill, Wesker, Claire, all sorts of shit. Even the people from Gaiden are in this shit. It's what the fuck? Yeah, it's really fucking That's impressive. That's Leon and Barry. And Lucia or whatever, the kid. Oh. It's, it's like, what the fuck? This is really impressive. On top of that, you know when the ad-libs, when you say, go, come here, they replace them with sound clips of the Resident Evil characters from different games. Oh, fuck. It is going the extra Question. mile. Yes. Which voice acting for Chris, Barry, and Jill? Is it Resi 1? Five. It's 5. It's 5. Because it has the easiest ones. 5 has all the go, come here, this way. It has all of everything already there. You, If you took 1, it would be like snippets of their dialogue. Like, <laughs> come this way. <laughs> It'd be really weird. But yeah, it's usually Stop. from 5. Don't open that door. Rebecca is actually, I think, from 1 and 5. Which is weird. Becca isn't in five. Yes, yeah, she is. Not oh, in the story mercenary? in the mercenaries mode. They, she has lines there, buddy. <laughs> okay. Nice. So I have a question. So yeah. you, you guys don't know this, but we're recording at Bone King's uh, dungeon. personal dungeon studio. <laughs> What's that background? So I'm going to describe it for you here. Um, There's a bunch of trees. It's trees. It's a forest. It's uh, like a lighthouse. Not a lighthouse. Like a watchtower in the middle of like a dense forest. It's actually a recolor because this is supposed to be orange. It's from a game called Firewatch. Oh, okay. Yeah, because one of your bases in Days Gone is exactly that. So this is my aesthetic overload. I love the forest and woods and shit like that. I've always been a big fan of that. Oh, me too, man. We should go rent out a cabin. Yes, we should. We should go on Brokeback Mountain, you and I. Oh, <laughs> that did not go the way I thought it would. I was going Evil Dead. You went that way. Uh, <laughs> actually, my movie was much more horrifying. Brokeback Mountain's a horrible movie. I'm sorry. I appreciate it's what it very did. very boring. I appreciate what it did for gay culture, but I, I think it's the movie boring. itself is badly written. I it, don't like it's, it. I'm it's sorry. boring, and I didn't find either one of the leads. There are so many better, like, Birdcage. Like the Birdcage, <laughs> yes! There's bringing so it many, back. Bringing it back. The Birdcage is so much better at being a gay film than Brokeback Mountain. Where's Le Birdcage's awards? What the fuck? Legit. Uh, re yeah, yeah, real quick, did you know... The Japanese have made, like, zombie porn parodies. I watched High School of the Dead. 
No, no, no. Live action. Not. I'm sure. I'm sure. Why? Like Resident Lust Evil? of the Dead. Oh, if God. you if you are a fan. Where's this coming from? I, where, where the hell did I, accidentally I was talking about my today. games? This is my game list. Where the hell did this come from? Your, your nude just, zombie kink. What is this? I just wanted to bring it up because it was really funny. Are you one of those people that gets nude mods for Resident Evil 2? Or it's no, like I had to play as naked no, Claire? Like, no, zombies, I don't have mods. Zombies really, they're, I play the, on Afrodi- console. they're the aphrodisiac zombies they walk around it's like mm, the smell of rotting corpses beautiful that really turns me on <laughs> i don't get it all right i'm not trying to kink shame anyone out there okay don't i'm just kink shame me bro don't kink shame me bro but yeah it was pretty funny but anyway outbreak good game dlc look or mod looks really cool <laughs> dlc i fucking wish i'll show you it actually it's a quick second it's really cool uh what um, else did you play i played uh teppin uh i've been using the green deck uh rebecca and barrier in it Rebecca's all about healing. Barry explores. I wish Barry would explore me. Heyo. Um, next up, I played a lot of Operation Raccoon City. Uh, I played the, the entire campaign of the extreme uh, leather kink club that loves killing. Uh, <laughs> who's your Who's your main? It, oh, is it God. Bertha? If you had to fucking or ask Vector? me what my main is in Operation Raccoon City. You're lucky I just like picking mains in general. <laughs> all right. No. First off, if you really you know me, Adrian, think about what I'm interested in. Out of everyone in that group, who am I gonna pick? Yeah, I forgot the big dude's name. Beltway. Beltway. Yeah. Oh yes. Doesn't he have a shotgun to start? I want big thickums. He's got a grenade. Lo- no, he throws grenades. His whole thing is tossing grenades. Oh okay. He he respawns grenades. <laughs> oh. All right. So let me give uh, you a backstory. You in the audience, uh-huh. I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Usually. George and I, after playing, I'm sorry, after doing our show, after for us, it's show. fun. For us, we're, we we just want you to have fun with us. Not for you, but, you know, we try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, you know, we're just here to have fun and shoot the shit. Uh-huh. But we'll play Resident Evil deck build. Yes. One fucking day, I'm like, all right, I'm going to beat George's ass in this game. I, like, picked out a specific Chris. I was like, ooh, pistols are my shit. George here gets Resident Evil 3 Jill with a mini skirt. He reads the text and he's like, okay, Adrian, I'm just going to keep buying grenades. Well, you have to and then I'm like, the- okay. Then he's like, oh. all right, I double damage and I keep recycling grenades. What the fuck? Show me this card. He shows me Jill. That's her effect. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? So just to describe it to, to you like, like it's, recycling grenades, it's, you have to explain what she does. Cause the whole thing is, is I read it and it says, whenever you use a grenade, instead of putting it into the trash area where you put it back in the store for people to buy it, instead of getting rid of it, it just goes back into your inventory. Yeah. So I, you don't lose it. Every grenade I got just came back to me. And then I'm just like, all right, cool. And then there's a grenade launcher yeah. that you can get that ups your damage by like 20. Yeah, for every grenade in your hand. So it's just like, Bruh. And he drew at one point like 10 cards and like six of them were grenades. My Like if you're playing, if you play a deck building game, the idea is you start out with very few cards and you build it over time. And that's your arsenal of weapons. I had 50 cards of grenades. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? Every turn, that's six grenades. Okay, but like at the end, there were no more grenades for anyone to buy. It was just he and I playing. Right. And then, George, you were like, let's just 
can we get the incendiary grenades? Like the grenades we I don't. I start use. incorporating <laughs> other grenades. Yeah, Incinary's just to flashes the other pack of uh, fucking uh, frag grenades. Yeah, tons of them. It was great. It's, it's a great game. Play that if if anyone's interested and in, in has tabletop simulator. If you go to Bone King TV on Twitch, oh, we should Twitch. I will it. play. Yes, I will play it with everyone right now. Fuck that shit. I, I love that game. More people uh, need to play it. So you play Teppin. Uh, I played Operation Raccoon City is where I was. One last thing I want to ask you about Operation Raccoon City. Uh, yes, I like it. I don't oof. love it. Ooh, okay. That's not what I asked, but uh, I'm You I'm know this, though. Yeah, I didn't ask that. It's I'm a guilty <laughs> pleasure, you son of a bitch. All right. Hey, what mate. happened to not king shaming me? Oh, I'm oh, so sorry. Oh, you know what, Agent? I don't like it when people tell me this game has no replayability or this <laughs> game sucks. Here I am. Hey, I like Operation Records. You run this. Talk people. about a game with no no replay value. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, for real. My main gripe with Operation Raccoon City, and me personally, obviously. This locked Well, that is a huge <laughs> thing. Holy shit. No, after Resident Evil 4. Hunk was essentially viewed as like this super soldier mm-hmm. that can do intense CQC. He was uh, like he had something abnormally special about him, mm-hmm. right? Like a John Wick or something. You know what I mean? And when you play Resident Evil 2, at least I never got that impression. He was a part of a four man squad that all got wrecked. He also got wrecked. Remember, he got hit and he fucking was floating in the water and then woke up like, oh, shit, I'm alive. So he managed to escape by chance and then leaves. And then because of that, because he was lucky in the last person who survived, they wrote that into a story in the epilogue of three. They said, oh, you always survive. In That's three the joke. And in Code Veronica. Right. Like, it's this continuous thing that he's Dr. Death. Right. Oh, you survived again, Grim Reaper. But, he, but you're not supposed, like, he's a minigame character. You're not supposed to think of him as part of the main story outside of him talking to Birkin for two seconds. Just be honest. You're just mad they don't give any love to Tofu. Bro, Tofu's great. Where the, you know Tofu was going to be in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Did, did you not... know that he was one of the cut characters? I didn't know that. Tofu? That's First off, that's a ballsy move. Not a lot of people know Tofu. Like even people who know Resident Evil, they don't even know Tofu. But I I would main Tofu right here and fucking now. Do you understand me? If I can have a party of of Jill Tofu and a Nemesis, come on. That's incredible. But Tofu should come back in other game modes. Yeah, yeah. He I shouldn't mean, just be restricted to Resi 2. Hunk and Tofu were born in the same vein. They are sides of the same coin. But they there's more marketability with If Hunk. You know what? In Operation Raccoon City, where's my Tofu squad? Yeah, we need that. Where the fuck was that? Maybe that would have been better. No, I'm, I'm kidding. My whole point is that they build Hunk up to be this intense super soldier CQC, and then they spawn off this, like trainee group under him and that's who you're playing as here and that implies that like he has some commander value like he's someone in command when he really isn't he was a jobber and a ford and just that okay but we we didn't get that in two that doesn't mean they retroactively added to his canon they did wait what do you mean we didn't get that in two we didn't get one two in two he's a side character right his whole thing is that he's lucky and he lives correct but three Code Veronica uh-huh. had these little files that added to the lore of Hunk. Correct. So it was just retroactively there as part of his canon that he's always the one who lives. I guess it, no, that I agree with. But I guess what I'm talking about is the specific Matrix like John Wick moves. 
that stuff. It's like Hunk is a cool. He's a cool army guy. He's a he's a Rambo, not a who got good. I don't know. I don't. know. But that was just me. And then it spawned off this group that loves killing. If you play the game, there's so many lines. They're like, oh yes, all those innocent survivors. It's hilarious that they died. And yeah, it's like, I mean, it's oh what you God. expect from Umbrella people. But they're mercenaries working. They're not even the scientists. No, UB, like, <laughs> UBCS are the mercenaries. These they're people, the second mercenary group. As far as I understand, they're the ones that are like paid highly by Umbrella to be exclusive to Umbrella. The, the UBCS right. are the mercenary ones like Carlos and Mikhail. The UBCS is the private mercenary group. The hunk group is the... Uh, um, I feel really bad off, calling them Off the, the radar... Group. A private mercenary group where they do stuff that they're not supposed to be attached to. Right. It's their their black market, whatever one. You know what I mean? Where it's right, undercover. Right. The dark web. No, black web. What's it called? No, dark black... web. No, no. When when you're at like the deepest level of confidential, there's a thing where the whole point is they're like a counter thing. They have their confidentiality. Surface level merc- they have their surface level mercenaries, and then they have the hunk people. So the classified dudes. Exactly. Essentially, the classified operatives and shit right. like that. But then I guess they're also super sadistic like the scientists. Like, that was the whole thing. The scientists were the ones that were experimenting on people. It was Birkin. It was Wesker. It was Marcus. It wasn't fucking um, military official Nikolai. Did, well, Nikolai, did he like killing or did he just fucking do it? He just did it as far he as He just I know. fucking did it. Anyway. We're going to get more of that in Resi Remake. I hope we go into more detail. And that's it. Um, one last thing I'm going to mention on my games, and then that's it, uh, is and Deadly Premonition. Yeah, and then we got you. Don't worry. Is Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition, uh, I've been playing it on stream with Vinny. It's a great game. Uh, it's very interesting, very quirky, uh, very Twin Peaks-like, obviously, because that's really what it is. It's like a Twin Peaks homage parody. It's just fucking David Lynch. It really is. But um, one thing I wanted to mention is that there's a racing mini game, right? And in this racing mini game, you go basically from checkpoint to checkpoint, and it's like, okay, cool. Isn't this survival horror? So there's a racing mini game. <laughs> you gotta beat Nemesis on a motorcycle. Hit the checkpoints. Okay, William Birkin is in that room over there. Go ahead and try tossing these eggs into the basket to unlock the next hip pouch <laughs> to go into the next room. Like, there's side quests like that. So you could do this racing mini game, and they have this little punky song in the background. It's like... Don't want to be an American idiot. And I was like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. This is American Idiot. And I was just so shocked... To hear that they somehow managed to sneak, like, a complete, like, it's the same timing, it's the same tone, the same notes, it's pretty much American Idiot, but an instrumental. I don't know how they managed to sneak that in there, and that's all I gotta say about that. (laughs) Alright. So, tell me, my friend, what games have you been playing? Well, I finished Days Gone. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's sitting here on my desk, because obviously you wanted me to try, obviously it must be something good. Um... Oh my god, he's like building up his his energy, his chi. Because last time we did this, I went into it for like 15, 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'm trying to bring... I had to redo the birdcage, man. That was tough for me. All right. I was crying the first time. All right. So I want to... Wow, really? Thanks, man. Birdcage is a really important movie to me. I really like it. It is for me too, at least for my family. Yes. So Days Gone... Mm -hmm. We had an episode, I forgot when, 
but it was months ago where you and I said, okay, what's your ideal game? Like, give me, if you could develop a game, how okay, would you yeah. do it? And I said, basically zombie Grand Theft Auto, where you go do missions for like camps and settlements and out in the world is just a bunch of fucking zombies and bioorganic weapons try to kill you. An open world survival with a zombie theme, essentially. Yes. Okay. Because you and I love zombies. And the concept has been done before, but probably not as detailed, I guess. Uh, No, because you have your DayZ. That's what I mean. You have your... Just your myriad of MMORPGs the that are just fu- one. Um, not Days Gone. Uh, no, Days Gone is the place. There was so. yeah, there was multiple characters you could switch between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on the Xbox Live Marketplace. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. Whatever. Barb loves it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's there. Uh, State of Decay. Sorry. Go ahead. State of Decay. Yes. Yeah. But Days Gone has a personal story, which is good. Hmm. I like that. I didn't want a fucking MMO. Right. Particularly, I didn't want an MMO that feels like you would have to pay to win type of shit. Because that's, that's what, what most heard. MMOs are now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not in that. Well, so, it's not pay to win unless you want to spend 17,000 hours. <laughs> right. This game, I put in maybe 45 hours, I want to say. And I 100% everything. Oh, also, George, very easy platinum. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You will. I do enjoy those. Unlock 85% of the trophies just playing the game. Sweet. Like from beginning to end. Um, If you're a completionist like I am, you're getting that trophy. There's only one trophy I got in in the post game. That's it. Hmm. And it was a bitch of a trophy because it was you drifting while doing a nitro boost for five seconds. Oh, my God. It sounds easy. That's like a Saints Row trophy. Oh, my God. Well, because this game is basically you're a biker. No, right, right. And your bike is instrumental into the game. I got to ask, how the bike controls, is is it better than um, Hell's Ride? Yeah. that That's the thing I really need to know here. Yeah, it's way better than <laughs> that. Sh- one of that the worst schlock. games that Angry Joe ever played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Road to Hell. Road uh, to Hell Retribution. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's what it was called. Also with the shittiest sex scenes, like quick time event. Okay, but basically <laughs> this game has zombies, but they don't call it zombies. It's oh, one God, of those classic, yeah. hey, we don't say the Z word, fucking Shaun of the We're Dead We're not thing. generic if we don't mention it. <laughs> right. Like it's Just own up to it. It's fine. But the thing is, they do the 28 Days Later zombies, where it's oh, like no. the virus that infects them. The rabies one. Is an offshoot of the rabies. Yeah, yeah. But also, animals get infected. Oh, fun. You fight beefed up wolves and beefed up bears and even, like, crows. And oh, then you man. F- and then you find out through the game's lore that, like... A bunch of animals started killing each other in their habitats until there was no one left because of the virus. Oh, man. Like a colony of bats killed themselves basically because of this rage virus, whatever, that they don't call it the rage virus. Um, So, like, wildlife is a very big focus, I suppose? Yeah, because you're in the Oregon Trail. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it is. Oh, okay. It's set in Oregon because the developer is Ben Studios and they're set in Bed, Oregon. Ah, that that's actually pretty cool. It's like a local area. Yeah, like and they model. put in a lot of love to it. Uh, there's like a bunch of different regions, obviously, because it's open world. But one of the things you'll like is aesthetic. Oh, uh, yes. The trees sway with the wind when it's Ooh. raining. There's snow. There's a shitload of snow. Uh, if you kill a, a group of zombies there, the fucking zombies stay. Um, there's a weather system? There's a weather system. Oh, wow. And the weather systems affect the hordes because that's your main boss of the game. Are these like 50 to 500 zombies all cuddled together and they oh, come man. out when it's snowing or raining or when it's nighttime. During daytime, they sleep. Apparently <laughs> they sleep zombies yeah. need to get their, you know, their undead shut eye. Right. Um, you have a weapon wheel. You can carry three different types of, of guns. You have your mm. handgun sidearm, which later on, if you kill hordes, like the game wants you to, you get like a submachine gun, handgun type of thing. Right. Really helpful. <laughs> I Yo, just want to say, uh, you get a primary gun, which could be an assault rifle, shotgun, yada, yada, yada. Right. And then your your special weapon. And this pissed me off because, yes, it's a biker and you're on a motorcycle and it's zombies. Makes you think, what? What? Walking? What? Dad. What, what, what's walking? You get a crossbow. The dead aren't walking in this game. They're you, running. That's what you said. Yeah, but they also walk and sniff around. You do the get, sniffing dead. You get <laughs> you get cross you get a crossbow. You get an updated crossbow, but you could also have heavy machine guns, sniper rifles, shit like that. You get a good first season. <laughs> yeah, you get a, a shitty rest of the show. Uh, there's also a secret ending that you only get in the post game after you do all the collectibles, which are really easy to find. Cool, cool. I really enjoy the game. There are, however, I wish it was on PC, honestly, because it there, probably will be on over uh, over time. This this game has frame rate issues. Mm. This like it'll go down to ten frames a second. Oh my god! Like that's a slideshow because of the amount of like change with the weather with the monsters. Occasionally, you'll have like a fucking bear fight ten zombies while you're fighting another group of zombies. That is pretty cool. So it's like that is it's a cool just, concept. It is, but the game like suffers for it. Mm. For PS5, Days Gone 2 is going to be lit <laughs> because I did some research. It's not yet confirmed we're getting a second one, but sales-wise, it was the sixth highest selling game of 2019. Wow. Okay. And it was also for three months straight, the third or fourth highest selling game on PlayStation. I'm surprised. For three or f- for three months straight. It was really well received, apparently. Because the game barely got like advertisement around that time. It didn't get enough really attention. I didn't hear much about it except for like some videos at E3, and that was really it. Yeah, I mean it's been revealed at E3 for two years. It was first revealed in 2017. Uh you'll like the voice acting. Right. I don't think Laura Bailey's in this. <laughs> I don't think Laura Bailey's in this. I might have to double check. Yuri I, Lowenthal might be here. No, he's not. I double checked. Liam O'Brien might be the star of this game. He's not in this. 
However, <laughs> if did you play the Force of, uh, Unleashed? Uh, yeah, you told me they, it's the guy from The Mist. Yeah, Sam yeah. Witwer, who was also Doomsday on fucking Smallville. Whoa, that sounds like that's a that's a really charged comment there, buddy. Something something deep there. Something I said Doomsday, right? Have yeah. you ever seen? Do- you played Injustice. I saw the new Nemesis design. <laughs> I know Doomsday. <laughs> Yeah, they gave Nemesis a mask, and it looks just like Doomsday's mask. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's a cool homage. It really is straight up just Doomsday's mask. I'm not going to say it's fucking something. Okay, Laura created. Bailey's in fucking Days Ha ha! She's always in it. She's great. She's fucking Kine. Not Kanye. Kine. She's um, great. All right. I'm just letting you know. That's the only when one I do I my Yoko Taro speech, my, my uh, dissertation on Yoko Taro, then I'll tell you about how good uh, Laura Bailey is as well. Uh <laughs> Anyway, so that was Days Gone, right? Now join me. Yes. Join me, listener. Hashtag it with me. <laughs> George stream Days Gone. Hashtag oh, stream Days Gone. I want this on Bone King TV. Really? This is your formal request? This is my request. I don't Days ask gone? you to play any fucking games. Because you don't watch me play any games. <laughs> I actually bullshit watched your downpour just to see how bad it was. Uh And it was fucking bad. It was bad. None of the choices matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that if there's one thing you took from that playthrough, that was it. Because you know what? That matters. The fact that the choices didn't matter matters. God damn it. I agree with you. Why? Uh, apparently we i can't talk too much about downpour apparently all i ever do is complain about downpour that's what i hear on the stream that i'm constantly whenever i'm comparing a game negatively to something i compare the negative one is now da- always downpour as my why not example. umbrella core because umbrella core i guess was like a matchmaking game whereas downpour had a storyline and it just and it just fails why in, not in a book way of that memories because a book of memories is so fragmented, you can barely tell there even is a story. Why not Homecoming? Because all the story is in the final cutscene at the end of the game. Downpour, at least, I don't know, spaced it out so I can talk I'd, about I, it. I, I don't ra- know. I'd rather you bitch about other games out there. I, you know what? And you know what? If you want to give me a formal requ- a request on a game to bitch about. That'd be great, too. I'd love to do that. I'd love for someone to tell me which game to bitch about so I don't upset people. Resident Evil 6, because you suck that game's dick way too much. Because I had a very interesting playthrough that I actually enjoyed. I hate Resident Evil 6. Oh, I could bitch about that for days. But anyway, that'll be on another show. But yeah, join me. Come on. On Twitter. You out there. At Bone King TV. Stream Days Gone. Put your hands up to the air. Give me your energy. I'm just going to leave it here, just like I left my <laughs> comics that he doesn't read, that I lent him so he could talk He's about so it. so mad. I, I am. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'm going to leave this here, and if it gets played, I won't notice. <laughs> no, but uh, that's it. I, I platinum mean, the game. I don't need it anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm going to definitely give it a shot. I still have to play Death Stranding, but yeah. That's I need it. your help. I need your help. What should I play next? Control or Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, did you play Nier yet? I lent it to James. Fuck. Fuck. Did you play it, though? I was playing it. Ugh. So you, I guess it didn't grip you then. No, uh, it didn't grip. Okay. Uh, then Unlike her underwear that you could clearly see. Did you play Bloodborne? No, I will not play one of those fucking games. Why? 
Okay. I want to have a good anyone, time. And James was right. Anyone who says that, oh, these games are too hard to play. I mean, it's the, like, it's the game teaches you, you know, over time you get better. Also, I said Red Dead Redemption 2 or Control because of the games I have. Oh, I don't yeah. have All Bloodborne. Right, fair. I would actually let you borrow Bloodborne. That's why I have it. Oh, for fuck's um, sake. I just told you before the show I don't borrow games. <laughs> whatever. Fine. Uh, Red Dead. Well, oh. Control's cool, too. I'll do Control. All right, you out there, tell him. Hashtag Adrian M-O-D. Uh, play this M-D-O-D, one. M-D-O-D, masterful dude of doodliness. Get oh, right. my apologies. Yeah. Uh, send me your correction at Bone King TV. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks. Uh, we have a little bit of news to to close the show out with. It's not a lot, so we'll just burn through it really fast. The first one is uh, Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, the big announcement, Left 4 Dead 3 is never coming out and has never been worked on. <laughs> so, to be more official, this is what was said. Um, they asked uh, Valve, essentially, there's a lot of buzz going on for Left 4 Dead 3. Is something happening? Like, there's a lot of rumors going around. Valve, what do you have to say about this? And they say, we are absolutely not working on Left 4 Dead 3 or anything related to Left 4, uh, Left 4 Dead 3. Good on Valve. For years. Sorry, for years. Oh, that's that's the end of their that's quote? That's the end of the, the, the quote. For years. It's like we have look. We're having we're Read not working into it on it four more years. We haven't worked <laughs> on it, and we haven't even thought about it for years. Like, really? Who says that? What company would actually say that? Like, Nintendo would be like, "Oh, uh, F Zero? Uh, yeah, no, we're we're thinking about something, but it'll be out someday." Like, they'll keep it open ended. This they were just like. Oh, Left 4 Dead 3? Oh, no, we're absolutely not working on it. Yeah, anything. but Valve is a strange beast, bro, because Gaben can't count to three. And haven't for years. You're he, telling me for years you haven't thought or put a single drawing of what Left 4 Dead 3 might be. I don't know. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's Bone King's hot take. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last thing on my docket is just some RE rumors. Um for my docket here on my little notepad. Uh, the RE rumors apparently that... I have my docket on a digital phone. Your little digital doc. <laughs> nah, I don't know how to digital doc. You'll have to show me. Uh, <laughs> no, that's for the February podcast. Don't worry. We'll keep that for then. Um, no, but uh, apparently there were some Resident Evil rumors going around in some of the fan, uh, Facebook groups, the fan Facebook groups. Not the Fan Freaks Facebook group, but Resident Evil fans. Um, apparently the next title from capcom is not going to be resident evil 8 or a remake it's going to be a remake of another title and dino crisis seems to be the one that people are really gravitating towards and apparently has been quotation marks leaked i don't know it could very well show up what's another soon. one uh onimusha oh which i don't i don't even know onimusha has more fire to it because they just did a remaster right right yeah then that's actually something people can play on the not PlayStation that store. They... You can't play they Dino have, Crisis on PlayStation 4. No, but they yeah. have the uh, the assets that they could do, I'm pretty sure. Oh, like... But this is a, a, a remake, like, from the ground yeah. up. So, But I don't think... Onimusha, not yet. I don't know. I, it's weird. I would have preferred an 8. Apparently what they said about 8 is that they were making 8, and then they stopped the production and are rebooting the production. It's Resident Evil 1.5 all over again. 
where they were like 80% done and they were like, we don't like this. Well, I don't know. Oh, about Shinji the showed up and was like, Shinji yo, showed up. I'm, yes. I quit. You don't even work here. How'd you get in? <laughs> Shinji, nah, we it's didn't like, even I just, ask you to be here. What the fuck? You're touching Resi. I heard about it. <laughs> I can't believe what you did to Redfield. He's, he's in every developer meeting for every game. And it's like, Shinji, what are you doing here? I wanted to do something different. Yeah. You're in Bethesda. We're doing Skyrim. You know, Get it's out of funny here. that you didn't bring up the IGN news that Konami has a Silent Hill oh, game yeah. in production. That, but that just came out today. So you know what? That's actually very good that you bring that up. Yeah, apparently... Konami put out a statement saying that they're going to have two reboots, but they're going to be soft reboots. And one of them is, oh God, no, it was weird. One of them is going to be a soft reboot and a sequel. Cause that's what soft reboots are. It's a reboot and a sequel, a requel. And then the other one will also be a remake because they can't be, they can't be outdone by Capcom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, we're going to match up. I don't trust anything under the Konami label. Unless Kojima actually comes back and says, I'm taking control. Stay away. Konami. I wouldn't look put any stock into it. I'm sorry. Like what? I don't think Kojima would though. I, he said he wanted to make a horror game, but now that he's got his own shit, why does he even need it? Yeah. And honestly, even as a giant Silent Hill fan myself, I don't need him to resurrect Silent Hill just for him to have an excuse to do something horror related. Like, do your thing. If you feel like you want to do a Silent Hill, sure. But, like, it feels like he can do his own thing. Just do your own thing. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't trust anything Konami says at this point, though. So, But I do like that he sent me the message. I wish you could see it. He sent me the message, and it said, uh, oh, IGN. Yeah, oh, IGN. Because IGN was so excited. Like, oh, my God, Konami says there's two more Silent Hill games. And I'm like... IGN, you do know who you're talking about, right? Like, yeah. you've put out articles about these people. You were paid by these people. All right, <laughs> all right. Who would you rather develop that Silent Hill remake? Tom Hewlett or Todd Howard? Oh, my God. It's like the same thing. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Like, in one scenario, the game doesn't even work right. In the other scenario, the game doesn't give you a straight answer on what the fuck's going on. And the story is just like some fan service thing. Um, um, Because knowing Todd Howard, he'd also See, be like... I just trapped him. For, for Silent Hill, we were thinking for this series, we'd go ahead and remove puzzles we thought you know that was something that got in the way of multiplayer interaction so we'll add that into to, to silent hill so i just wanted to tell you that you can play skyrim in silent hill <laughs> <laughs> if you enter the, the the tv in harry's bedroom um you can enter the skyrim world i don't know why i'm making him sound like george lucas but that that's that's a weird thing but uh, yeah no I, I i don't even know how to answer that question sir Maybe Tom Hewlett, just because he had to have learned some lesson. I like to believe there is a benefit in humanity, that there is good in the world. So, yes, I would probably give it to Tom Hewlett. But that is... Wow. Tom yeah, Howard I mean, I gave it to you man. hard. Yeah, that you gave it to me very difficult. I'm changing that word. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Boom. All right, uh, so I have my news. Yeah, go for Real it. Real quick. Let me run through it. Superman and Lois are getting a show. Again. Wait, isn't that Lois and Clark? On CW. Yes. I actually really like that show. Also, Adrian's face was beautiful. Uh, Like, yes. No. Yes. (laughs) But uh, 
Howie Mandel was Mr. Mixoplexic in oh, Lois and Clark in season four. It's one of the reasons why they canceled it. You know who would be budget. the best Mixoplexic in my opinion? Who? Clint Howard. I love Clint. I love Clint Howard. I think he would be very good at that. Did role. you ever see the movie uh, Tick? The Ticks? Ticks? No. Not, oh, not, not the, the tick. tick. Okay. I love the Spoon. Tick. <laughs> it's Ticks where they're giant. Ticks. Oh, it's like a horror movie. It was oh, like, okay, ticks. yes. All right. Clint no. Howard is our hero in that. Beautiful. It's great. I'll it's have to so see bad. it sometime. Put it on my list. It's so bad. Uh, Adrian, put it on my list, please. Yep. <laughs> what am I, Jamie? And this is the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, yes, uh, Adrian. I'm gonna need you to put together a list of uh, frequently watched. Man, films. that's that's crazy, man. You ever tried DMT? <laughs> <laughs> I tried DMC. Hey, did you run? <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my double. So, trigger. Crisis on Infinite Earths on CW resolved a lot of shit. Nice. Uh, spoiler. I'm just giving a second. Spoiler so for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. I thought that was implied. no. I know, but if anyone's just tuning in, like spoiler. Hey, wait, what? What are they talking about? Yeah, you just walked in. There's chips on the counter and beer in the fridge. Uh-huh. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Spoiler warning. All the heroes are on one Earth. Before this event, they were all separated. Supergirl had her Earth. Flash and Arrow had their Earth. Uh-huh. Black Lightning had another Earth. They're all on one Earth now. Uh-huh. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is allegedly going to have some form of multiplayer because everyone's reading way too into this. Guerrilla Games has a couple job postings for developers that uh-huh. have experience with online games. We'll see what happens there. But, I mean, these are the same people that did Killzone. They should have experience with mo- online multiplayer. Horizon and was mostly single player. lastly, I guess rest in peace, but rest in peace to Terry Jones, one of the founders of Monty Python. He wrote uh, Life of Brian and, well. Holy shit. Is this a first for um, the Fan Freaks podcast where we have two in memoriams? Because Kobe as well. Kobe and his daughter and Damn. eight eight other people on that helicopter. Jesus, what happened like uh, this month? Allegedly, <laughs> that helicopter had like a fucked up tail rotor thing. Yeah. And it had, it just went down. Also. Just the loss of life in this month alone. It's like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, because we have the thing in China. What? What do you mean? The C virus. Oh my God, that too. Holy shit. All right, listen. One, I'm sorry, because you brought this up. There, Yes, as someone who's a giant nerd as myself, I can go, oh yes, it's just like Resident Evil 6, the C virus in China, and it's called the coronavirus, and it's it takes place. But you know what? I'm seeing a lot of memes online, and I, I it's weird. I don't usually take a moral stance like this, but people are dying. Like, it feels out of taste to make it, oh, it's just like the video game. Am I right, guys? It's like, no, the video game was supposed to be so outrageous that that it's Resident Evil 6. It's the apex of over-the-top ridiculousness. Yeah. It happened. That's that's fucking scary. It stops being funny and cool to where it's like, uh, we should be mindful. And I'm, people, you know, are going to make jokes. What are you going to do? But I don't know. I just saw a couple jokes. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know, man. I feel weird. <laughs> that is it for my news. Um, yeah, no. So we had our topics from the previous show. Um, I thought it'd be really neat because it would be like we get two opposite sides of the dynamic. One very stylish. This also ties back into the birdcage. Yeah, that was not even on purpose. But it's true because we hope we want to talk about uh, our drag persona. 
mm-hmm. and our Resident Evil specific, so we're not here for 20 years, creature. Uh, so we get something that is stylish and something that is scary. Uh, scary versus stunning, even, if you will. Yeah. Scare- scary, stunning, stylish, if you want to have a triple combo for Devil May Cry. You like that? You like I that? do. Okay. I enjoy it. So, Adrian. If you had to give me, and I'm going to start. Actually, I'll let you choose. Do you want to start out stylish or scary? Stylish. Stylish? Yeah. All right. Let me hear. What's your drag persona? Impress me. Now is your moment. Uh, Bearded lady. Oh, okay. Are we talking about circus attraction kind of styling or just you're making it your own? I'm making it my own. I want Uh to bedazzle my beard. Ooh. But remember my big thick beard? Yes. I want to bedazzle that and my song. Uh, spice up your life with with the Spice Girls. That that is a fucking jam, and you know that the entire fucking audience would sing along. You know that, yeah. right? Like it's one of those songs that yeah, no, it's not one of those like oh, some people may know the words. People know Spice Up Your Life by yeah. the Spice Girls. You're, I want to fucking I want to do that. Uh-huh. I don't know if I would be in a muumuu because I look good in a muumuu. But you know what, drag isn't. You can't do muumuu. It has no. to be stylish. Muumuus are not stylish. Oh. An evening gown dress and I uh-huh. want the gloves. With Spice Girls. <laughs> With Spi- I want to. St- awesome. I want to start completely flamboyant, like Madonna. Uh, Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Uh huh. M- M- Marilyn Monroe. Diamonds are a girl's right. best friend. And peel it um, off mid performance. Mid performance. Oh, go man. in Spice Girls. Spice up the your wardrobe life. transition. Oh my god, you've got you've gone way further than I have. I never even motherfucker. That. I can, I'm in it to win it. God damn. Now I'm worried. I don't think I I was prepared for this. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Okay, that's a good one. And you said your song was Spice Girls. I can I can no. already. Not just spice, spice up your life. Yeah. By the spice Girls. Listen, I don't want to use the, the entire right. discography. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're here for my whole set, right, guys? All right, that's it's a good three one. Three albums. <laughs> that's three albums. I dance for so long. Uh, all right, so my drag persona. Um, oh, actually, sorry, I just I'm stretched. glad we're actually able to expand upon this on a second take because <laughs> I said before just Maria from Silent Hill 2. That would be the initial thing. But then I started thinking about it. I think I would be like a drag queen that cosplays different characters. So like, at first, I'm always going to pick survival horror characters. So Jill, Heather, Claire, uh, fucking, I'll I'll do somehow a sexy Ripley from fucking Alien if I could. Just, I know that's not video games, but like strong What about Mary? I mean, you know what? I, if talking about wardrobe transitions i'd start out as mary and then i turn around rip it off and i'm maria just Ooh. my clothes and hairs are different i got one oh, i got I like one it. similar i got one similar okay you start with jill uh-huh you go into sybil from one silent hill one they're That's, cops you'd have to be reversed sybil has a a, a a bigger shirt that has sleeves so you'd have to take off the shirt to oh be yeah Jill's you're right i was no okay. i like where your head is at we'll yeah, keep yeah. it cop themed i like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah i see i know i totally get you but that's essentially what i do and i basically cost uh cosplay a lot of characters because i really do japanese Song, designers though. a lot of japanese like characters uh-huh. female characters have such great designs that they need to be used somewhere okay song though song though so i thought about this for a while also uh, are you gonna do the princess heart of heather yes princess heart i'll also do ultimicia from final fantasy 8 like <laughs> i'll go out there there's an untapped river of cosplay here zero suit samus 
Uh, I could sit here forever. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, my song would probably be if I want people to recognize it, "Love Fool" by the Cardigans. Nice. Very, very classy theme, especially if it was Silent Hill too. Oh, I thought of one you and I could do. Oh, okay, a double show. Princess Daisy, Princess Peach. If we were gonna do a Whoa, smash, hold up, bitch. You thinking I'm gonna take Peach and not Daisy? Oh, I want a Daisy. You want Daisy? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll discuss. I don't know. You look really good, blonde. Shit. You know what? That compliment might have sold me here. Um, <laughs> I did go blonde once. Yeah. And Peach, Peach, you know what? She can be strong in a couple games. It's weird. Nintendo plays her very interesting. It's They have her as like a damsel in the beginning, and then they rolled with that identity, but there's like a level under her that she has things under control, but she lets things happen around her. It's weird. And like, there's one situation where Mario gets kidnapped. She's like, what the fuck? It's supposed to be me. And she goes and rescues Mario. It's awesome. I love it. So yes, I agree. Uh, Love Fool. And if I did get to pick my own personal song, it would be Not a Virgin by Poe. Um, hmm. Please look it up. Poe is an amazing artist. I'm going to check that up on the ride home. Yes, I'll send it I've to you. I've never heard this version. She's, if you like female vocalists, oh man. No, wait, version? Yeah, n- Not a Virgin? Isn't, oh, is it, I thought you said heard this version. I'm like, there's another version of this song that I had no idea about? Yeah, isn't that? Oh, no, no. Like a virgin. Yeah, like a virgin. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. that's Madonna. <laughs> yeah, I I had the Which twisted. is another good choice. I had it twisted. You. That's a classic a uh, drag choice, by the way. Drag show choice. Right. Like a virgin. So, you know what? I like this. I like this double. The bearded lady and the cosplay girl. <laughs> All right, so we're switching the scale. We're moving. I hope you all out there have thought of your own drag personas. Oh, my God. That'd be a great game. What? Drag queens, but in lollipop chainsaw type of gameplay. Oh, my God. Like like a, a, a grindhouse horror, but instead of like bimbo blondes, it's drag queens. That yeah. Like, oh, my God. That'd be so much fun. I'm trying to think if that's ever been done before. It's never been done before. I mean, you could do it with Frank West if you get creative, but that's all I got, really. Okay, cool. I actually would really like that idea. But uh, we hope all you out there are thinking about your own drag personas because you're also going to think about something else. We're going to come in with our Resident Evil creatures. Now, we limited it to Resident Evil. Specifically Resi? Yes, specifically Resi because we could sit here for hours saying, I'd be this creature from X, Y, and Z. Uh, But both of us know Resident Evil a lot, so I figured that'd be So we're going scary... Uh, bosses, yay or nay? I'm going to give you uh, a, a choice of if it wasn't a boss and if it was. Okay. Because, you know, because we're going to pick a boss. <laughs> like, yeah. why wouldn't you? Uh, no also, Wesker. Also, what'd you say? No Wesker. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say no fucking Wesker. For all you out there, no Wesker. Fuck Wesker. Fuck Wesker. If you, if you, if you listening right now, pick Wesker. Just fucking you missed stop. the point of this whole fucking question. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Wesker's like a really cool guy with shades. But the question is, what creature would you become? Not totally yourself, but stronger. So listen, <laughs> I started with the stunning. Uh-huh. I want you oh, to start I'll with start the, out the cre- I'm Bone King. Of course I'm going to start oh, out the scary. All right, give me the scary. All right. My first pick. Naked Lab Zombie. From one? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be wandering around, slogging and swaying with, with my no dick, dick hanging in the breeze. No, there's dick on. Oh uh, well, into my cheeks. My cheeks will get a nice right. breeze. How about that? I, I get a nice wind flow. I feel really bad for those dudes because none of them are thick. Well, that's true, but you know what? Neither am I. And since I'm dead, I won't feel how cold it is right. in the lab. And you know, at least I'm comfortable as a zombie. Will there be shrinkage? If I have no dong, I don't think so. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
Oh, but your nipples will be hard. Then you know what? The person shooting me will have a very interesting time. <laughs> uh, so if if it's a common enemy, I'll pick that. Um, I was going to say Hunter if it was a choice, but they're not human beforehand. I don't know if we're doing that. But Hunters are cool, but that's not what I'm going to pick. If I could pick a boss, it's going to be a tyrant. And, it, and if I have to pick a tyrant, it's not Mr. X. It's not Nemesis, which most people would pick. It's fucking RE1 tyrant. The the abomination with incomplete. the heart outside. I know. I don't know why. I like the design of the big guy with the giant arm. Oh, it's I a big guy. They do no, but he's not a thick guy either because he's no. not Ustinok. Ustinok is a bigger, thicker guy, but he's more of a nemesis ripoff. Yeah. you know what I mean. I don't know. I like also I like this tyrant design. is literally Broly. Wait, wait, which one? The tyrant from Resi One. He's, he's Broly, Broly from Why? Dragon Ball. He's not that thick. He's not huge. Yeah, but he's like got muscles on muscles, and he's super fucking tall. I find Tyrant to be very scary. I like his design a lot more. He's not as like he seems more out of control. That's the whole thing, and I think that's a cool concept. That's all. All right. Oh, I said Chimeras last time, didn't I? Who? Chimeras. Oh, Chimeras. Yeah, yeah. because. Because Cause you didn't yeah. want to do something so because you were shocked that I went liquor. Yeah, I and then everybody reveal, goes yeah. liquor. Because everybody goes liquor. I'm sorry, I, just I thought I was your reveal. Yeah, here. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adrian, it's why not would like you they're pick listening. A liquor? You aren't listening anymore simply because we told you to fuck off with Wesker's choice. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you listening? You're like, oh, they said we're not fucking picking Wesker. Well, fuck this podcast. No, but I mean, like, liquors, they're blind. And it's cool that you have you have that mobility, but you have to be restricted to sound. Chimeras do everything that you're saying, plus they can see. But they're so icky. You're a monster, damn it. <laughs> but I want to look stylish. All right. Not Naked Zombie. I'm switching mine out to Chimera. Because Chimera's a good pick. They should also come back. They were only in one game. I, I, would you call the brain suckers Chimeras? I always called them Chimeras, but they're no, they're brain suckers. Yeah, they're brain suckers. I don't know. They function so Did similarly. Did you see Ink Ribbon showed how to spawn baby the babies? Ones? I saw it once, like a million years ago. I never knew you could make them do it. I didn't know you could make them do it either. Yeah. It made me want to replay three. Yeah, I probably will be. By the way, replaying oh, three. Fucking Julio, give me back my two, bro. I want to. <laughs> I want to replay one and two to get into three. But what's okay? Let's take it back. What's a reason why you'd pick a liquor? Oh, uh, they were the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like that opening CG animation mm. when I was a kid, nine years old, playing Resi Two for the first time. Uh-huh. Sorry, mom. Nah. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to play that game. <laughs> But who cares? And I see that going down the fucking hallway and I was with Leon and Leon's like, oh, God, with the no mouth moving animation. Uh And you just see this and the drool Uh and just the fact that it's skin like no skin. So the design is really what's selling you. Yes. Like it's so visceral looking uh-huh. is is the best way to look about it no, it is striking i don't think anyone's ever used you know what they describe it as in the book what when Sh- sherry is apparently the one who gives them their first nickname and she calls them the inside out men that's interesting and they actually kind of are yeah they yeah are. and i never considered it liquor isn't really a good name for them we just give that that name because you see a long tongue i guess yeah yeah it's like when Pokemon was, uh, what should we call this one? 
It's got a tongue. Call it liquor. No, lick a tongue because it has a tongue. But yeah. your tongue would already be lick. Ah, whatever. Just ship it. Ship it. Fuck it. <laughs> we just got to release it. But uh, but yeah, I would go liquor for my common enemy. Okay, nice. My boss, fuck you, because you said everybody's gonna go. Nem- I'm going everybody. Apparently, <laughs> look, I know. Uh, I fucking didn't mean to say you're so mainstream, Adrian. But it's true. These but, are the best, like the most popular options. Yeah, bro. But what else is there? It's not a bad thing to pick the popular option, Adrian. Oh. Here it is. It's it's Nemesis is cool. There's no doubt about it in my mind. It's not like you picked fucking uh, Tyrant from Code Veronica. Oh, because he's just a rip of X in my opinion. I hate him. Eh, you know, I hate him. Also, what pisses me off about Code Veronica is that <laughs> you get only three grenade shells of the anti BOW gas and never again in the game. It's it's that powerful. Yeah, they don't it want didn't to be do OP. shit to Tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Also, like, seriously, fuck that boss fight in the fucking plane. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone, if you fucking go online, there's someone who posted a thing in a Resident Evil group that was like, Resident Evil games, are the bosses aren't ha- hard. It's just you figuring out the gimmick. And then once you know that, it's not that hard anymore. Because that's the part, that's the whole gameplay. You're figuring out what they do. Yeah. I agree with that. But that one boss fight is where that does not apply. Dude, knife <laughs> only on that guy? Get the I don't fuck know how out. You do it. I don't, I, Get the fuck out. There's some and bosses the I'm is, not sure how people do knife runs on. Okay, but Code Veronica has a broken knife run. Right. Because with zombies, if you just aim down. It hits multiple times. It hits all the hitboxes, does a shitload of damage. You know, that's a topic in its own right. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Like, no, no, I'm just saying, like, oh, games wait. that are hard to knife run. Well, it'd just be Resi. Well, in we're talking about Resi, yeah. Yeah. In Resident Evil. Games that obviously. are easy to knife run. Oh, no. Bosses, not games. Bosses that are easy to run. So that way I can make it more specific. Because you know what? The dog Birkin fight, I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to knife that boss. RE2's knife is useless. Yeah. And on that moving thing that won't fucking slow down, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up online and see how someone's doing it. Because people do it. Yeah. Anyway, so... uh. You pick Nemesis, right? Is it because you want the tentacles? Yeah. They are pretty cool. Also, the rocket launcher and Gatling gun. Yeah. Also, I get to say a word. I get to say a word. You get to speak. Yeah. That's pretty important. And also, excellent gums and teeth. (laughs) Dental hygiene is a really plus. Yeah. It's it's really well done. And I get to kill Brad. (laughs) You know what? Nemesis is a really good pick. I'm starting to come around on this. I get to kill Chicken Heart. He's got so much more things actively going on yeah. in the plot. He's literally the Terminator. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was yeah. going for. If you told me, Adrian, no fucking mainstream picks, uh, I would probably do Nosferatu from Code Veronica because I think yeah. he has a really cool aesthetic. But again, blind. It's a lot of blind. A lot yeah. of blind car- monsters and stuff. And for my common enemy, because he's a boss, for my common enemy, uh, white lab coat zombie from Resident (laughs) Evil 1 Director's Cut. I thought you were going to say the fucking uh, doctor zombie from Code Veronica. What is... I don't want to keep going doctor... I don't... You keep going to Code. I don't know. It's it's a good game. I keep telling you, you need to put that in your top three, because that is a damn good game. 
It's one I didn't replay the most. I replayed the shit out of that. I yeah. bought a Dreamcast for that game. It, it's you know when you when you have a lot of kids, a couple of them don't get the equal amount of attention. Three right. and Code Veronica are those games. Those it's are like shame. my two favorite I games. Know, what are the chances, right? This is why we're a good mesh. Yes, I'm all about one. Join and two. us for our Resident Evil uh, podcast. Yeah, because that's essentially what these always turn into. <laughs> but no, this I is feel good really shit. bad about that. No, dude. If they've been listening to us this long, it's because they like Resident Evil. Like, they, they obviously know something about Resident Evil to understand where we're coming from, or else they would have clicked off already. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you out there, thank you for uh, indulging our Resident Evil nerdiness, because it does come up a lot, yeah. like, within other things, just because we do, I don't know, reference we, it a lot. Yeah. It's actually the start of our friendship, because you saw my stars. Yes, uh, we've told this story on, on the podcast. It, it's it's a very important thing to us. Well, anyway, I hope you out there have been thinking about your own personal uh, drag persona and what song you'd use, and also what horrible creature you'd become if you were in the Resident Evil universe. Uh, if you have an answer for us, go ahead and hit us up on the Fan Freaks Facebook group, or just shout it out me on Twitter, or Adrian at, say it please, I keep forgetting. Adrian MDOD. Yes, Adrian MDOD. What does that stand for again? Masterful Dude of Doodliness. That's right, and you can go ahead and yell your answer to him. I think he's going to be more receptive to the drag ones, I feel. I like tell Say your drag ones to Adrian and tell your creepy ones to me. Yeah. Because I'm the Bone King. I feel like that feels natural. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. So you know what? We're you know what we should that. do next time? What's up? The next time we're on, we should do uh, What Creature Would You Be But For Silent Hill. Ooh, this should be a thing. I really like this. What monster would you be from Blank? Oh, we should have done this for Halloween. Well, you know what? It's Every day idea. is Halloween. It's, well, for me, but you know. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you had a wonderful time. We definitely did. Even if it was a take two, I feel like we expanded upon what we talked about before. We should even. fuck up more. We should fuck up more <laughs> often. You know what? T- starting tomorrow, I'm going to fuck up more often. We hope you do too. See you next time. <laughs>